What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. My name is Brandon Tangum. Is sitting approximately six feet away from me and in person this time. Thought we we're gonna do a Zoom podcast again, but no, it's not the same. We need to be together. Guess again, motherfucker. It's me. You know it's me. It's Dominic. It's D A H. Isn't that kind of creepy that you know my middle name? Well, because when but I know yours. When the studio okay. audience is angry at you, she yells at you by your middle name. So that's how I remembered. Okay, true. Hi, Brandon. How are you? This is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Antonio Hobson. Hey, hey. Be cool, dog. Sorry, you I can't be giving out your government, li- yeah. your government name like that. Government link? You got a government link? Maybe. You got a government plug? Maybe. Yeah? Yeah. Anyways, Dominic, how are you doing today? Brandon, I am fed up with the, with the United States Postal Service. Where's the fuck my package, bruh? Is it the United States Postal Service? Instead of UPS or FedEx or it, DHL? Uh, uh, it's on my tracking number, and it says USPS. Well, I don't know what to, You know, shout out to all the postal workers out there. They're trying their hardest. They fuck them. Besides Miranda Gonzalez, fuck them. They are essential workers. They are risking their lives, <laughs> touching all these dirty packages to give us all these things that we don't need or really do need. Did you say dirty packages? Yes, I did say dirty packages, Dominic. Get your mind out of the gutter. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Still got some Rona news. We're going to start it off with everyone's favorite segment, the MLB update. Now, you don't get to do your jingle just yet, Dominic. Should I make a jingle for MLB, MLB update? We already How many jingles do we already have too many jingles? Maybe you should make a jingle. I'm not making a jingle. That's your gimmick. You should make a gimmick. I am a gimmick. You're a walking gimmick. I'm I'm like DDP. You're a sitting gimmick. I'm like DDP in 1994. I got like 20 different gimmicks on me at one time, and none of them stick. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make a joke right now. Why, Dominic? Bury me. Make a joke. He he ain't got that sticky stuff. Ew. <laughs> Anyways, By the these way, say- studio audience is sitting approximately six feet away from me, so you might be hearing her a lot. So, the St. Louis Cardinals. Or I think we talked about it last week. They have been in the news because of the Rona, the Miami Marlins, who are in first place, by the way. They had a three-game sweep of the Baltimore Orioles, so we're not going to really talk about that. But the St. Louis Cardinals have not played a game since July 29th as we sit here on August 7th. So over a week, the Cardinals have not played a game yet. They were going to play against the Cubs this weekend. That game got canceled. The entire series got canceled, bringing the, the entire total of eight, I believe, players testing positive for the Rona. Now, Dominic, it's not mm-hmm. you know three teams like we talked about last week. It's only one team. Mm-hmm. But your thoughts on the Cardinals, and now they haven't played for over a week, and not only puts them in danger and falling behind, there's also other teams falling behind in scheduling. You know, Brandon, I think I talked about this last week about how, you know, after so many amount of players or if – people opt out or whatever like could you just forfeit the season for that team and my personal opinion i think the cardinals are pushing the envelope on i think they need to forfeit the season and you give those wins to the teams they would they're not facing anymore but then when you give them all those central teams the wins then that just loads up the central and gives them an unnecessary advantage to the east and the west who would have but then that just means they got to step up their game that is not fair whatsoever. You know what? This whole season's not fair. Life isn't fair. Astros cheating isn't fair. And they're not cheating right now. Look at them. 
the big three are sucking major dick right now. Love but, to see it. But they're not dropping that dick either. Or piss missiles. Or ground rule doubles. And that's the end of Dominic's baseball lingo knowledge. Grand salami. Wait, do we still say that kind of stuff? I don't think so. Sorry. Anyways, I think we're we're good with the Rona talk. We still got, well, technically we got some Rona news, but it's about more players opting out. We have Lorenzo Kane of the Milwaukee Brewers. He has opted out of the season. I'm like, why are you hiding it? You're trying oh. to crack a, a mango cart. You asked me before the podcast, oh, should I do it before or after or during? Just, well, just I do it. I didn't hold it up to the mic like I usually do. But, you know. Well, when you're making that dumbass face. By the way, to... I've been just throwing it out there. You think if like we were to be like, oh, I'm drinking a Golden Road mango cart, mango wheat ale, you know, like, get a plug them a little bit, maybe we'll get some free beer. Shout out Golden Road I saw at the grocery store that they have seltzers now, because apparently everyone just fucking has seltzers at this point, so that's another thing I got to try out now. We have to try. Sorry, we, maybe for SummerSlam, maybe for NXT 30, or maybe during our, uh, when we can't drink during our gauntlet, which we will talk about in a little bit. Because I'm going to spit some shit, dog. Stay tuned for Dominic. Spitting shit, dog. But yes, Lorenzo Kane has opted out of the season. A little more straightforward than the next player we're going to talk about opting out of the season. So, Dominic, your thoughts? You were very high on the Milwaukee Brewers, thinking they're going to win it all. They have been pretty good. Obviously, they had last week's little hiccup with having games being postponed and stuff like that. But your thoughts on Lorenzo Kane opting out and how this will affect the Brewers going forward? Major blow. Major, major blow. Um, I don't think it's going to be big enough that they won't win their division, but I still think uh, now I'm kind of having to reassess my picks and everything. And um, I, I don't see – I see the rest of the season being very difficult. Um, critical piece. Critical piece. But, you know, it kind of gives an opportunity to someone else to be that critical piece. So, we'll have to, you know, I'm kind of curious to see – who takes a spot, and, uh, you know, how that person performs. Because, I mean, you know, like I said, he's a critical piece. I don't know if I would say he's a critical piece. I definitely think he is a puzzle piece to it. He's not, you know, he's not the corner piece. He's not the corner piece. He's not the middle piece. He's not the last piece you can't find to win the, the to beat the puzzle, so to speak. But he is. He's the solid foundation that you get. He's the box to lead you to the promised land of figuring out that puzzle. He's the box with the pitcher on it that you keep looking at going, all right, I'm missing that piece to beat this. He's that. Dominic, when's the last time you've ever done a puzzle? Big puzzle guy? <laughs> it's been a fucking long time. And was the puzzle count on that over under 10? Yes. Okay, do you remember what it was? Under 50, though. It was under 50? Maybe, uh... It was, it was just a big... I mean, was it like one of those like child ones? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. You're not make you're not you know doing a, a landscape of the Golden Gate Bridge, a thousand pieces. Okay, Brandon, here, here I'll give you a little little background on uh, my life. Um, was born, started drinking beer. All right, straight out the womb. Straight out the womb. I didn't get titty milk. I got beer. All right. Is that it? No follow up. I don't know. I don't know. Well, no, no, no. Keep keep speaking. You you you're gonna sign us off again today? Maybe. Okay. Yoan Cespedes, he has opted out of the season in a very peculiar way. In a very peculiar way, this all went down Sunday morning. Reports are coming out that 
the New York Mets, who are on the road at this time, could not find Yoannis Cespedes. He did not report to the game. They tried to contact him, went to his room, couldn't find him. And then it comes out halfway through the game that he has opted out of the season. There's also reports saying that he was saying goodbye to some players the day before. And there's people that are speculating that, you know, maybe it's health concerns of COVID. His mother apparently is not very well at the moment. Also, his contract isn't very lucrative. So at this point, this is his final year with the Mets. This wasn't a very peaceful relationship going back because Cespedes hasn't played since 2018 due to injuries and it was a very incentive-laden contract and when it's so incentively laden and it's a short season you're not going to make that much money and it's like what's even the point I hate the team I'm not going to be making that much money I could risk myself especially with him being in his mid-30s his not even a, his last big contract just kind of maybe his last contract in general correct me if I'm wrong he was traded to the Mets right didn't he he re-signed with them but the A's traded him, right? Or the A's didn't to the him. Red Sox for John Lester, which is uh, don't open up those wounds, Dominic. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Don't open up those wounds. Sorry, sorry. Like I said, born again A's fan, still trying to learn ins and outs here. Um, but born again? yeah, I'm born again A's fan. We've been through this. You have to, for to be born again, you have to be an A's fan to begin with. Well, I was as a kid, what? like a little kid. Pretty sure your entire family are Giants yeah. fans. Uh, I'm pretty sure I went to all my A's games. Okay. I didn't. I became a. You know, I, I'm getting attacked right now. I was an A's fan up until maybe like fifth grade because that's when Ian started to really, really start watching the Giants. And then I was like, oh, Jeff Kent, AJ, uh, AJ Przinsky, you know, JT Snow, Ray Durham. I was like, oh, Marcus Grissom, my boy, Jeff Kent. You know, okay, cool, Barry Bonds. You know. So you're telling me in fifth grade, so 2005. You hop on the Barry Bonds bandwagon. Yes. I went to a Giants game like 2001. Come on, Dominic. Okay, your point? How are you hopping on so late to the Barry Bonds bandwagon? Okay. And he was fucking murdering people in early 2000s. Okay, but here's the thing. So from 05 to what? 20, what did you say, 2018? Whenever we got A's access. Or I guess looked into A's access. So I guess 2018. 2018. So I am... A born again A's fan. So please stop attacking me. No, we call we call you a recovering Giants fan. So when do I become born again? Next season? You're not really born again cuz like born again like is you 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 found him uh, like you found God again or something like that. Yeah. That's what people will talk about like, "Oh, I'm a born again qu- Christian." I Christian? found Christian? I found Pascal. Shout out Christian Bat Boy slash oh no, Ball Boy for the Oakland Athletics. Shout out Julian Bat Boy for the Oakland Athletics. Give me some, give me balls. Yeah, gave you one, not me. Remember that? Yeah, because you just know the Torres family so well. I know, I know Anthony. You know of Anthony. What? What do you? What do you mean? What do you mean? I know of Anthony. I mean, I, I don't really. Remember yeah, I never like played him. on the same team as him. You know, but when we had school together, you know, what's up, what's up, Anthony? He's like, hey, what's up, Dominic? You know, but like, seems like you guys are best friends. I mean, we're not, but you're definitely not best friends with him. I mean, aren't, aren't I your best friend? Of course you're my best friend. There though. we go. You can only have one, I mean, apparently. I did go with him to Orlando at Disney World for like a week, so you know, I have a little more bonding experience than you do. A lot of other people, too. But I spend most of the time with him and Natalia. Or not Natalia, Natalie. Shout out, Natalie. Well, we said the wrong name. <laughs> Who's Natalia? Should, should you uh, 
You, you, are you seeing someone? Shout out Natalia, you know, Heart Heart Foundation. Oh my I o- god. I always call it Natalia Natalie too. Even though her name is Natalie or is it Natty? But I, I don't know. Her name is Natalia. Pretty but it, I don't fucking know. You drunk? Maybe. One PBR and you're fucking wasted? What? One PBR, it's half a PBR. Anyways, I'm a born again A's fan. What are we talking about again? Cespedes being traded to the Red Sox for John Lancer. He said I have to open the wounds. And I said I'm recovering. I'm a born again A's fan. You guys started attacking me like assholes. Shut up to Torres family. <laughs> Anyways, um, but uh, what I was going to ask was, and this is kind of a stupid question. Do you see the A's trying to re-sign Cespedes at all? I mean, he was a, he was a fan favorite. Do you see that happening? I would love to see Cespedes on the Oakland Athletics again. Would you replace him with Chris Davis? Chris Davis, not doing so hot to begin the season. He has kind of come around lately. He's gotten a, you know, got his first home run, got a few hits. It, it all depends for the right price. Like if Cespedes, if he looks around, he's kind of like Puig. Nobody wants him. Whether that be for skill set reasons or for personality reasons, I think the A's would would take a flyer on him because you know he he's valuable as a DH fielder fielding wise. You know. You don't want him to get hurt again, and that's kind of the reason he has been playing is because he's been hurt. So, I, I mean, I could see him kind of being like, you know, Jason Kendall or Frank Thomas, just kind of end of his career, even though, you know, it'd be a, a bigger deal because there's the connection to the fan base. And I know the fan base would definitely love, and I think Cespedes would also want that because that was like his peak was with the A's, home run derby, dropping dick, piss missiles, and all that other good st- fun stuff. Say another one. Another home run? Home run? Home run slang word. Say, say. A, t- a tater? Really? They call it a tater? That was just the first. Well, that's not the best one. It's just the one that came to mind first. Give me the best one. That's not dropping dick or piss missile. Give me a. Give me the next best one. I thought you knew everything. You're. A, you should be sorry to be a fucking yeah. baseball fan. Coming from the person who has never heard piss missile or dropping dick in their life. Uh, I've heard of it. Before the podcast. Okay, yes, I've never heard of it. Anyhow. I think we talked enough about this. Can we go on to the next one, please? Well, we continue on with our MLB update. We have some injury news. Shohei Otani, he will be shut down pitching-wise for the rest of the season. Did not have a good start to the season, not even recording a single out. Came back his next start. Did not well. Started off the first inning. Went three up, three down, and then kind of fell apart after that. So now it came out that he has some elbow issues. He's been shut down. Still will play DH and whatever. He will still bat for the Anaheim Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Until he realized he can't bend that elbow, and they bench his ass permanently. Well, he hasn't played. I feel like he's just all hype, man. He hasn't played a full season both ways since, like, 2000. 18, 2017, something like that. I feel like he's just all hype. I feel like when when everyone was talking about him and he signed with the Angels, they were like, oh, shit, dominant, fucking, you know, probably really, you know, going to lead the Angels to the World Series. Yes, he was hurt, but coming back from the injuries, I don't, I don't see it ever happening. Yeah, I think at this point, you just shut him down. You just don't have him play. You don't, just don't have him pitch ever again just because it's like 
Yeah, I mean, he was he was good, you know, rookie of the year and all that good fun stuff. But it's like his bat, I think, is too valuable to waste on the pitching because if if the pitching works out and he's you know fantastic both ways, that's perfect. But we've seen that he can't stay healthy, and it's like, is it really worth the risk for the reward at this point? Is he worth anything in a trade? You think? I mean, you can get something for him, but I think at this point he's so young. You, the Angels kind of want him to probably replace Albert Pujols, whether it's just for DH purposes or if he maybe makes the switch to first base permanently. People, you know, will compare him to Babe Ruth and all that good fun stuff. But Babe Ruth, yes, he started off as a pitcher, but at the end of the day, he's remembered for being a power hitter. And I think that's what Shohei Otani is going to be known for. That's if he stays in the league long enough. That is if he stays in the league long enough. Will he? We'll and have to stay and tuned that, and find out. There is a league. Never know. Maybe we get shut down. Coronavirus. Some more pitching injuries. We have a lot of pitching injuries to talk about. Mike Soroka, ace of the Atlanta Braves pitching staff, has gone down with an Achilles injury. Sad to see. You know, Achilles, he'll be out for definitely the rest of the year, maybe half of next year. I mean, he was he was really good, and he was, you know, by far, I think, the best pitcher on that Atlanta Braves pitching staff. And now that he goes down, big piece for the Braves. This just sucks to see. If it's if they're smart, they'll send him for two years. I mean, there's no need to rush him back, especially because you don't know what's happening next year. Um, do you think this hurts the ch- uh, Braves' chance of either winning the division and or if they do win the division, playoffs, World Series, does it hurt them that much, you think? Or do you think they're still going to be set to, you know, win the division i don't know but the mascot somebody's to feed the mascot because he's so damn hungry he's just eating tan bark right now <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa hey, hey we told him grandma was gonna feed him dinner so don't you know i want everybody to know we feed our dog we love our dog we washed him today don't make it sound like we're you know bad parents i didn't say you never fed him i just seen i said someone needs to feed him now well we also do feed him and then he'll come out and eat tan bark anyways is that his dessert Que pasa? Nada, nunca. Andale, cabrón. Spanish version of curveballs and chair shots coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Finally, with the MLB update, we have Roberto Osuna, closer for the Houston Asterix. He has gone down. Con, gone down. Condon? Brandon? <laughs> he has gone down with Tommy John surgery, so he will be out for the foreseeable future. Sucks. Ha- couldn't have happened to a better guy. Are you being sarcastic? He's a wife beater. Oh. Oh, it was this guy. I remember. We talked about him. Toronto Blue Jays traded his ass. Yeah, I remember this guy now. Okay. Well, no. I hope he... can't see this, but I'm doing air quotes. I hope he recovers in time and has a very, you know... Tenured career. Fuck him. Well, as we talk about woman beaters, let's go on to some breaking news. Don't know if Dominic has seen this yet, but Washington, the Washington football team has released running back Darius Geis because he has been, uh, well, I guess he turned himself in for domestic violence allegations. So, once again, sucks. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Okay. Question. Not Not defending him. Just question. Watch what you say as the studio audience is in arm's length of you. I know. So, it's domestic violence allegations. But I believe he turned himself in. 
So just because he turned himself in, does that necessarily mean he done it? Or maybe he's saying, like, look, I'm here. I want to give my side. Like, is there actual proof? I mean, I, I'm not trying I'm not trying to justify it. I mean, you know, uh, you know, Brandon and I'm and myself at Kerbals and Church Shots, we, we we stand up for, you know, justice. Right, Brandon? You're on your own on this one. So you don't stand up for justice? This is your little platform. No, 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 this is your no, platform no, no. to talk I, about. I said Brendan and I, so you don't stand up for justice? Dominic, I am against woman beaters, and, you know, we're all for the quality, and I love everyone except for, you know, all the all the haters out there, except for the racists, which, you know, we, we could have talked about the Oakland A's coach who— I was going to actually bring that up, too. Which I, just... I saw on the, show, on the uh, game yesterday, and I was like, huh. That guy looked like a Nazi salute. So, so and what, then when I saw he, it on Twitter, I was like, oh, "What did he actually?" Else saw I know it. it was a Nazi salute, but what was it like? He was standing there and just doing it, or was he trying to like get someone's attention? Like, what actually happened? Well, Dominic, if you looked into the situation, I was working. Right, 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 right. This happened yesterday. Yeah, and I was working. You worked for twenty-four hours straight. Damn, you're a hard-working individual, Dominic. Yeah, Karn and a Travis. Uh, I'm a punk-ass bitch because I work 9 to 5. We'll talk about Travis in a little bit. But, uh, so, at the, if you saw it, at the end of the game, after the A's swept the Texas Rangers, he, uh, they, you know, everyone does their, you know, everyone kind of goes in a line, and then we, we do slap-ass. You know, everyone... slap in, slap in. Yes. And so, th- you know, you're not allowed to do actual high-fives. So what the A's do, they do, like, elbows, and they do, like, bashes and stuff, and... For some reason, the bench coach did like a Nazi salute, which I, I mean, he's kind of explained it or like apologized. And I still don't kind of understand like how he meant because he said like, oh, they were doing like a different handshake, even though everyone was doing an elbow. So I was trying to like kind of figure out like what he meant. Like, was he trying to like, you know, do a Nazi salute and then like you both Nazi salute and then you just bash your arms together? I don't know what the fuck he was trying to do. You just said they both Nazi salute and they bash arms. It's like, like hell Hitler, but bash my arm. You you bash their arms together, like bam. <laughs> uh, I wish I could get that on video. Um, okay, I was just curious because I saw it and I was like, oh, they are going to be making the news for something negative. So Darius guys had been arrested on domestic violence charges, Dominic. Does that make it a little better? Okay, no, yeah, well, no, no. I'm I'm just clearing up the air because I feel like you know. Like you could say that I that that I punched you, but it's an allegation. If there's no witnesses and no evidence, it's like it's all an allegation. It's a he said, she said kind of thing. So my thing is, and I know sports, especially NFL, MLB, NBA, they usually side with the accuser because you know rather be, you know, safe than sorry. Um, but I was just you know just just curious, just curious. Continuing on with former Washington football players, Jordan Reed, tight end. He has signed a heavily incentive-laden deal with the San Francisco 49ers, so he will be teamed up with arguably the best tight end in the game. Brandon Tanguma. George Kittle. I was close. You're second. Jordan Reed, one of those players that I know because I drafted him many, many times, or at least I think two straight years in fantasy, and every single time he's highly rated, I'm ready, I'm excited, and then he goes down with injury. And he's very frustrating, has the talent, but he just can't stay on the field. What is it the same injuries or concussions? Um I'll just shake it off, kid. Yeah, come on, man. Get Be some smelling man. salt and get back out God, there, pussy. Fucking, yeah. 
think. Fucking pussy, Nick Markakis ass. Oh, I was going to say Nick Markakis had a walk-off home run, didn't he? Hmm. Fucking pussy. Beast. So your thoughts on Jordan Reed signing with the Niners? Do you think because he's not going to have to be the focal point and maybe he wanted to play every single down, every single game, that he won't be? You know, he's not going to get injured. And how would this affect the 49ers offensively now that, you know, maybe take some eyes off of George Kittle, run those two tight end sets, get another playmaker out there because with Debo going down? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's always a good thing to, to be able to bring in someone with such talent that it can actually take some pressure off your one of your main the main guy. The main guy. Um, I think the biggest thing is just him staying healthy. I mean, concussions are kind of hard because you can't really blame. You know, it's something that you can't prepare for. You can't be like, "I'm gonna get concussion ready," so then I get hit in the head. I'm fine. Well, tell Goldberg that. Who? Goldberg. Quit bashing your head into a locker. Well, okay. Well, he's just a dumbass. But um, it's just one of the things where it's like, you know, if it's like, a, you know. Body part injuries, it's one thing. But, um, you know, helping him be in there will help Kittle, will help the 49ers um, as long as he stays healthy because, you know, can't help if you're not on the on that field playing. So. I think this is a good signing for the 49ers. Low base, high ceiling. So if it pays out, then obviously that means he's doing good work and he's helping the team. With Debo down with the foot injury, George Kittle, you know, could run those two tight end sets, maybe throw one of them out wide. I think it's definitely going to help, especially in the red zone. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens. Hopefully he stays healthy, and maybe he can be a good, possibly backup, or maybe even starting tight end for you guys out there in fantasy. Do you remember uh, the timeline on Debo? He should be ready by season right? by season start, but okay. as we keep talking about, foot injuries are tricky. I understand. Ingrown toenails, man. Killer. Especially when you got to go to the doctor and rip that son bitch out and burn it. Never seen anybody burn it. You and Big Daddy both have had ingrown toenail issues. Yeah, I burnt. I, if you, it's a thick it's boy. A, it's a it's thick a boy problem. Right there, you don't. You don't see. You don't see how it's like cut on the sides all crappy because they burnt it. Curveballs and chair shots. Foot, foot fetish video coming soon. Slash ASMR because apparently Dominic is into that now. Oh yes, I am into it. Are you like an ASMR robot? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I'll let you know later. Thought we're going to go across the bay, but can't do that anymore because the Raiders are not in Oakland. We're going to go across state lines. Oh, there you go. As we go to Las Vegas, as Derek Carr has come out and said he's tired of being disrespected, damn it. Good for him. Now, I ask you this. Is this a make-or-break year? For Derek Carr. Definitely. I think if he, especially if he's coming out and saying that he started being disrespected, you know. And now the big dog is eating tan bark. So now she's getting a little dessert. And Mary is <coughs> going <coughs> to, oh, studio audience. Thank you. Is going to go run to the rescue to make sure she is okay. But, oh, and now the little, now ask. He, he got that fucker. He killed the bee? Nope, it's alive. I thought it was just like rolling around like on its last leg. It is. Mary out here looking like Brother Nature. Uh, <coughs> Studio audience uh, out here looking like Brother Nature. <laughs> Anyways. Let me see your mouth. I think if he's coming out here and saying that he's tired of being disrespected and all that kind of good stuff, I think this is definitely a make, or break year. make, make or break year. Um, I feel like, he, you know, the first couple seasons he was freaking phenomenal. I understand leg injury kind of sets him back a lot, but 
and then having the weapon of Antonio Brown. Weapon? <laughs> having the weapon of Antonio Brown, and then that kind of gets pulled out from underneath him. Maybe kind of could fuck up his mental psyche a little bit, but I think I think this team, as long as everyone stays healthy, wants to play. I I think this team. I'm not gonna say they're gonna be. You know. Um, Almost said World Series champions. Um, I don't think they'll be Super Bowl champions, but I definitely think they can make a playoff push. Will Derek Carr be the quarterback for the 2021 Las Vegas Raiders? No. Wait, what? What was the question? I'm going to say TBD, baby. That is not an acceptable answer. Yes or no? I don't know. Uh, Yes. I think the fans will be okay with him and want him to stay. I've kind of, I don't know if I say I've fallen out of love with Derek Carr, but I don't think I'm as high on him as I used to be. I think you maybe put him on a short leash if he fucks up, which he doesn't really fuck up. I think it's like he doesn't fuck up enough. It's like he's not aggressive enough. He doesn't throw those deep passes. He's, you know, willing to do the check down or just kind of holds on to it or, you know, maybe. Gets a little, little nervous, throws out of bounds too early. I think that's kind of what I want to see from him. I want to see him be more aggressive, be more Aaron Rodgers esque in terms of you know staying in the pocket and being able to scramble and find the open guy or throw a guy open. Well, I, I think also the thing, his problem is, and this is this what I believe, could be wrong, could be right. Um, when he when he the past couple seasons when he's been rocked and hurt. I think he's maybe afraid to stay in the pocket a little too long. That's why he runs out. That's why he throws it away. That's why he... He does that stupid little thing where he puts the ball out at the very last second and gets a fumble and then turns it over because it goes out the back of the end zone. Yes. Which I've never seen before, but it's happened to him multiple times. Yes. Anything else you want to talk about? The Rock. We got some XFL news. If you smell. Sorry, I can't say the whole thing. What the Dom is cooking? What the mascot is cooking. Well, he was cooking up a hot, steamy pile before the podcast started. Yes, sir. Try to eat a beer. Whoa, big dog out here trying to disconnect Dominic's microphone. Oh, and she got a bee. So the studio audience will pick up the bee, but yet as soon as she tries to eat it, she runs away scared. Yes. Makes total sense, but. Anyways. As we used to do. Rock. Buying XFL, 15 mil with the Rock and, and the Redbird, whatever company, has bought the XFL for $15 million, and his ex-wife slash business associate will be the head of the whole damn thing. So shout out to her. Go get a girl. What do you think of the XFL? They come, they came out and said that they've noticed. They, you know, they did a little shot at the MLB that's saying that seemingly the bubble way of working is the way to go in this coronavirus pandemic that we are all living in. At the moment, will we see the XFL next year? Will we see it in a bubble? Because I do feel I, I said that the NFL doing it in a bubble, I think, is unrealistic because there's so many people you have to do. You have to quarantine. But with the XFL, eight teams, you know, it's like a thousand people compared to however many, 5,000 or plus for the NFL. So your thoughts on the XFL third time is a charm? Question mark. This this is what I was thinking. Um it was kind of what we were, what we thought was going to happen with MLB, where you're going to have a few stadiums as your designated, you know, arena, so to speak, or coliseum, you know, stadium, whatever. Um, why do 
if the NFL or XFL should do. So do you have two separate bubbles of four teams? Yeah. And then you just have, because there are two divisions, West and East. You have one central location, one central location. You keep them all there, and, you know, this is your bubble. No one leaves. No one comes in till the season's over. And then the two teams that get to the end, to get all the way to the end, meet at one place, and, you know, there you go. I'm not a business guy. I don't exactly know how much the XFL is actually worth, I would assume. They got some sort of deal on it, being that The Rock has ties with Vince. $15 million. I would assume that that means that they are trying to restart the XFL, because I feel as though, what is the XFL even worth if you're not going to run it and actually have another season? So, I would assume that is their plan going forward. Now, will they start it up during the pandemic? I, I don't think so. I think I think you... You hold off maybe till 2022 if you're going to still continue to do the fall schedule. Maybe they try to push it off and do a summer ball type thing. So, Dominic, uh, wh- what do you think? When do you think the XFL will return? Because I assume if, you, if you're paying for this, you're going to want to have to start up the league again, right? What, when did it uh, – it started January of 2020? It started like the week after the Super Bowl, so in February. February. Um, you know, I, I think if my opinion, you if XFL was smart – you see what NFL does, how they and, and kind of adapt to that. You know, if they do a bubble, see how it works. If it works, then there you go. Start your season just like how you did last year. If it doesn't, if they do something else, maybe adopt the bubble and maybe do kind of an NBA style where, um, <laughs> you know, oh, thank you, um, do a NBA thing where you have your centralized location, your teams, your bubble, you know. But I think they need to wait. And see what happens. And I, I think you go with the same same schedule. After Super Bowl, let's go. And that'll happen next year. Possibly. Now, we're going to do something a little different on this podcast. We're going to talk some NXT. Just one angle, the big angle that everyone's talking about. The reason behind this is because our frenemy over at Trapdoor to Hell, Travis Gunderson, I was playing Warzone with him a couple days ago. We talked Whoa, whoa, what? What? Me and me, Tyler and Travis. Got Scott at the end. You played so with any okay, Travis. Okay, before we start, dude. Oh my a god! A gauntlet is finally been thrown down. I, it's not the barbecue battle that we've all been talking Something about. Better. We will have a Call of Duty Warzone gauntlet between me, Dominic, and our our friend part of the frenemies. Friend, Tyler Gunnerson will go up against Travis and two of his associates, possibly Ken. And Hardy, Dominic has. Have you met Hardy before? Uh, once at the. Wait, was he was he at the A's game too or no? He was at the A's game. Okay, I don't think I met him there. I mean, I knew he was there, but I don't think he introduced himself to Anyways, us. Anyways, I did meet him at Ken's house at the UFC fight, and the last UFC event Dominic has ever seen. And I liked how everybody was talking shit to him. So, you know, I think his confidence is probably all, all time low. So yes, we will have August twenty second track. Check out the Curveballs and Chair Shots live stream on YouTube, youtube.com slash Curveballs Chair Shots. We will have a two-hour gauntlet, best of three games. Oh, it's been official. Two hours, three games? I think so. Well, that, that's kind of the tentative. It is TBD on the actual details, but I think that's kind of the understanding at this point. It's definitely a two-hour limit. We're going to have kills be a point, all or nothing, only a 10-point bo- 
placement bonus with the first place victory royale. So Dominic, your thoughts on the gauntlet finally being thrown down because this is your time to talk your shit to Travis because I know you got some hot takes after what he said, even though he never actually said anything about you personally, but apparently you feel personally attacked about the nine to fivers out there. Yeah, you know... Hold on, let, let, let me give some clarity <laughs> to the other, you know, 10 people out there who don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Hey, I think two of them work with me, or have worked with me, who work 9 to 5, man. So on the Trapdoor to Hell podcast this week, Tyler threw down the gauntlet, and Travis said... And just like Tyler, you said gauntlet like seven times already. Because it is a gauntlet. Eight. Gauntlet. Nine. Tyler said that we're out here playing because we normally play Fortnite late night and then occasionally we'll go and there's a bee zooming right in front of my face but I'm going to keep a cool demeanor because I ain't no bitch because we're doing an outside podcast. don't think I ever actually talked about that even though we talked about the dogs eating tater bark about a couple times but I said the dogs eating tan bark but but you said about the bee and the bitch not being a bitch calling her a bitch call my lady a bitch a metaphorical bitch. And we're take a break. I'm gonna take Brandon's a break gonna get Dominic, beat. I'm gonna yeah, I'm I'm scared. Any hoots. So what was I talking about again? Um the gauntlet. The context the gauntlet. The context of Travis talking shit. So basically we play for we play Fortnite slash Call of Duty late night, so we're playing with quote unquote all the sweats because that's when all the hardcore players are playing. But Travis plays during the middle of the day from Pussy. Like three to six or three to five. And so Travis says that he's playing with the working men who are getting off work and Dominic got all triggered. So Dominic, the floor is yours. What do you got to say about yourself? You know, I work hard at my job. I am building a fucking store. This isn't your first time. This is your second store you've built. Second time. You know, and for him to say that he's playing with the real working men at what? What what time what time is it usually played? Do you, do you know what time? You know, middle of as, the day. As I said, like four to six, and he said that real men don't work nine to five. But that's I think that's kind of the crux of your issue is he said real men don't work nine to five. Exactly. You know, and I work retail. Yeah, bitch job. Also, I worked for a subcontractor PG and E. Was a rich man. Worked at a another contractor for AT and T and Comcast. Was a pseudo poor man. But I was a man the whole time. Okay, Travis, coming out here talking that shit, talking to you, motherfucker. Better bring your A game, all right? Tyler does drop twenty bombs. Cheese, aka Brandon. I'll I'll be behind dropping a five bomb. Drops five. Big deal. Me, two kills, motherfucker. <laughs> Get used to it. Coming in hot. You know why? I don't know why. But bring your shit, dog. That's it. End promo. Cannot wait for the rebuttal either next week on the episode of Trapdoor to Hell or later tonight in the group chat. So, probably in the group chat, and then I'll probably get even more triggered because he's going to say something. I'm going to be like, I don't understand. So I'm just going to be upset about it. It'd be easier to be mad than try to be funny. Anyway, so before we got on this whole soliloquy, soliloquy, I was playing with the opponent, the enemy, Travis. Which, hang on, I want, I want to divulge here. This is all just a... Okay, Fabe. Fuck him. There we go. So, <laughs> he, he saw the angle with Pat McAfee and Adam Cole on NXT, and then he promptly asked me, oh, why don't you guys talk about this on your podcast? And I said, uh, yes, we do. We talk about it during the wrestling part, which 
he then says, as we know, he does not tune in for the wrestling part because, you know, wrestling's for bitches, Dominic. Okay. He did not say that. But anyway, so yes, Pat McAfee and Adam Cole, they quote-unquote came to blows on NXT. Pat McAfee was on commentary, did the commentary for the women's match and the main event tag team title match. And, you know, Pat McAfee, I guess you would say, turn, well, I guess he did turn heel. They go back and forth calls Adam Cole a little elf troll little person and then Pat McAfee punts Adam Cole in the head leaving him lane he leaves so Pat McAfee clearly the heel in the situation and there will be a match in two weeks that same day as the gauntlet 10 I think at NXT TakeOver 30 Pat McAfee will take on Adam Cole I think I'm going to be focused focused on this gauntlet alright man 11 this gauntlet Twelve is the biggest deal in my video game history. Okay, great KDRs from all all Call of Duties don't mean shit unless we get this victory. We out here grinding with all the sweats because real G's move in silence like lasagna. Brandon, Got a low Wayne. You you took the words right that, out of my that mouth. That made no sense to the context we were talking about, but it just sounded cool. Took the words right out of my mouth, man. We got this. So can we actually talk about the angle? Because this is probably one of the biggest news of the week. Pat McAfee, we all kind of thought this was going to happen. And now he has turned heel, cut a promo on the beach. He's on his honeymoon. So, Dominic Kenny, your, your, your thoughts on the situation. Do you honestly think he's going to be taking bumps, though? I mean, here, here's, here's my perspective on it. He punted Adam Cole. So is that his finisher, or is is it going to be a legitimate match? Because I look at it as if Adam Cole takes a maybe. Okay, I'll give him maybe two bumps. But if Adam Cole, Adam Cole, that is his name. Last time I checked. Why am I thinking his name is something else? I don't know. It wasn't like he was on another name on the indie scene. His name is Adam Cole. I am freaking out. Uh, I feel like if Adam Cole loses this pseudo match. It's just gonna ruin everything. It's 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 horrible for business. I don't think he's gonna lose. I think he will win. Not a big fan of the short stuff. This is kind of like the entire like motive, or not. I don't know if I'd say motive, but the kind of central piece of the entire story is McAfee keeps calling him short. And yes, Adam Cole might be kind of on the shorter side, but he's not an undersized wrestler like Rey Mysterio, Daniel Bryan, and some of those other people. And I just wonder what the takeaway for some fans, whether it be wrestling fans or people coming in because of Pat's, you know, whatever he's doing in the NXT circle. It's like, I feel like you can just do something better and you don't have to put a spotlight on the short stuff. Like, he can, you guys can just talk shit back and forth and it doesn't have to be about Adam Cole and how short he is because I think that's just going to stick with him the rest of his career. Do you see if... If Pat McAfee is, I'm going to say, any good, I'm going to say, if he's any good, could you see this actually becoming, him becoming an in-ring personality, I guess, so to speak? Character-wise, I think Pat... I mean, do you see him taking a a Canadian Destroyer from Adam Cole? Do you see him taking, I mean, maybe a super kick, but do you see him doing a fucking Canadian Destroyer or Panama Sunrise, whatever they call it for him? I think Pat McAfee will sell for Adam Cole. I think, I don't know, 
I mean, I kind of posed this question on the other podcast that I do. Dominic, what do you think will be the better first pers- first match ever, whatever? This match with Adam Cole and Pat McAfee or Seth Rollins and Dominic Mysterio? I feel as though Pat McAfee and Adam Cole will be a better match just because Pat McAfee, yes, I think athletically speaking, it might not be pretty, but I think Pat is a better athlete. He has a lot more charisma. They're going to use a lot more bells and whistles. And with Pat being the heel in the situation, I think you can kind of get away with some things and you know, since he is the heel and he's the less experienced, he can kind of do cheating, underhanded stuff, and you don't have to expect that much out of him. But on the other hand, Dominic Mysterio also is professionally trained. So he... So is Nia Jax, and she hurts everybody. Okay, you got me. You fucking got me. Good job. Good job, Brandon. Not going to say anything else anymore now. Cause well, I hope, I mean, hope you have more to say, because we have a lot more shit to talk about. After your thoughts on Adam Cole, God damn it. do you think this is the best way to turn Adam Cole babyface? No. I agree. I feel as though you could have done a much better job. Do you, what do you think Pat McAfee will do to the brand? Will he bring in a lot of extra eyeballs? Do you think it's, let's say, you know, you bury Adam Cole a little bit because of the short stuff, because of him having to sell for a celebrity, but there might be some extra eyeballs on the situation because of who he is. Maybe we're in a little bubble because we know who he is. You know, people outside the United States or outside the sports world might not know who he is. So, but, but I mean, so I look at it like this. So Travis brought this up, correct? Um, you know, I know he, I know he doesn't follow wrestling, but I know he, he is a, he's probably what less than a casual fan, you would say, probably a little less than me, maybe, a lot less than you. Okay. Well, here, 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 you can have some fun with this. I don't know if I told you this, but he was watching it. He questioned if it was real or not. There you go. Have fun with that. How long ago was this? This was Wednesday night. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyways. So, Travis brings this up. So, is my my question to him would be would would he log on to the network, buy the network, whatever just to see this match? No, I feel like people who follow Pat McAfee will just watch a clip on Twitter or would, some sort of watch, pirated Would watch thing. the meme of him getting super kicked or him punting him or him doing the Panama Sunrise, whatever. They would watch that little gif or clip or whatever. They wouldn't actually want to go out of their way to watch the full-length match live, right? Yeah, I feel as though there's not that many people out there who are enough of a wrestling fan to go out and pay for it. There might be people who used to like wrestling or you know know who Pat is and likes his shtick. They're not. I don't feel like they're gonna go out of their way to pay for this. Like if they, if now if this was like a match on NXT on USA, then I would say okay, that's something that I think you get a lot of eyeballs on. But when it comes to it being on the network, I just don't see it panning out to be this big boom for business. Which I don't think they're trying to do. I think it's more Pat wanted to do play wrestler because he loves wrestling. He wants to live out this lifelong dream of his. Which I mean, he's doing a fine job at this point. So I don't yeah. got no qualms with him. On that front, but when it comes to the match itself, I don't think it's gonna be that, that and, good. And and that and that's the issue I have is, you know, like you said, if it's on the USA Network, people can actually just flip to the match and watch it. Perfect. But because you're putting on a pay per view, I feel like it's, you know, no one's gonna, no one extra is gonna buy. Maybe you'll get a few people, will cut, will actually go. Okay, let's let's try the network out for free. Fuck it. But I don't think it's which that's not a thing anymore. Oh, really? They have the free tier, but you don't get, like, the free pay-per-views anymore, Dominic. Come on. I'm sorry. I uh, don't have an account because... Yeah, you use my account. Someone's a plug. But, um... but uh, Which you know, does this mean that we're going to watch the show at your house? Because you host all the NXT events. 
You going to pick up Bronco Billy's? Who's Bronco Billy? Pizza. Pizza. I thought he was a stripper. Nope. Bronco Billy's, we will like a cheese pizza and a frontier pizza, please, and thank you. Anyways, we're already kind of running long. Anything else on the Pat McAfee, Adam Cole situation? Nope. I just want to get to Mr. X's questions of the week. Did you like, did you like that one? I wish we had a video podcast because the faces he was making, he was so into it. He was like a goddamn pianist, you know, doing some jazz songs, and it was just... Just call me a pianist. You are a fantastic pianist. Thank you. That's two. All right. Gauntlet. What are we at, 14? 13. 13? Well, Mr. X, I throw a gauntlet (laughs) down to you, my friend. Just want to say it. I'm not throwing a challenge to you. Okay. Um... Unless you want to squat up, you know, shout out, slide, slide into the uh, the DMs, hit us up with your your PSN account or Activision account. I bet you, I bet you he has a three sixty. Not an Xbox One, a three sixty. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Sorry, I have an Xbox Three Sixty. Um, he's probably gonna he's he's not gonna listen to us anymore now. Watch, he's like he just insulted me. Anyways, uh, let's see. He said after watching the Reds pitching, more specifically the bullpen, blowing games. What's more important in a pitcher, Brandon? And, you know, you weren't a pitcher because, you know. Uh, excuse me. I pitched phenomenally the one out and ahead in the Mexican League. Okay. Well, then this. When I pitched for, like, two innings in the Mexican League was the most I've ever sweated in my life while playing <laughs> baseball. Like, I have played in 100-degree heat and, like, played nine innings. I did not sweat as much as I did pitching in, like, 65-degree weather. It was It was very stressful. Well, then you can answer this question in a heartbeat then. Okay, you ready? What's more important in a pitcher? Constant strikeouts or constant outs? Constant outs. You can get outs whichever which way possible. Ground outs, fly outs, line outs, foul outs. Okay, then strikeouts. Okay, let me let me let me add a little to the question here. What's more important? Constant strikes or constant outs? Constant strikes. Because you can't win if you don't put the ball in play. You keep walking people, you keep beaming them. I think it's more accuracy because if you're throwing strikes, you can throw pitches down the middle all day, or a day, and get dick slapped all the all the time. That's another one for you. I mean, I've heard dick slapped. Throw down a throw down a dick slap. I've been dick slapped, so it's okay. By in, whom? In a baseball game. I'm sorry, said let that out. Studio audience ain't here, so if you need to come out and you know air some grievances. She and, dick slaps me every night, man. <laughs> since the studio audience isn't here, Dominic, have you seen the new Cardi B and Megan The Stallion yes, video? Yes, I just watched it with her. Some, you uh, know the some music. Wop. In the music video, they don't say wet ass beep. Pussy. Okay. I don't know why I'm blurring it. I'm, have you listened we've been to fucking the, saying bad words all day. Have you listened to the actual song? Because the actual yes. song, like, god damn. Very graphic. Very graphic. Anyways, back to the questions. Mr. X's. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you chub during the thing with the studios right there next to you? No. You wore uh, some sweatpants so she couldn't tell. But when, but when Kylie came out, go to you. Megan or Cardi? Cardi. Megan. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think we've, we've talked about this before, maybe not too in-depth. Could be wrong. Could be totally wrong. I am always wrong. Um, should the MLB use the – should ha- should the MLB have used a bubble system much like the NBA? Yes. And, and it, okay. But this is what's going down. The, the players would be like, oh, why aren't we safer? But then – the owners and Rob Manfred will come back and say, well, y'all motherfuckers didn't want to bubble anyway, so this is the best you got. 
but then they also don't have a plan in place when shit like this is happening where everyone's testing positive. So it kind of goes both te- both people, I guess, are... Con- Everybody's at fault here. Everyone's at fault. I would say the owners and management, quote-unquote, is a little more at fault, but the players do share a little bit of blame as well. I also feel like everyone's a fucking adult act your age. It's all, right. it's all about the money. That's all they care exactly. about. They're just trying to limp their way to the playoffs and get that sweet, sweet revenue. Okay, that was the last sports question. Now we're on to the wrestling. Bye, Travis. Bye, Travis. Beat your ass on the 22nd. Um, okay, first question about wrestling. Will Raw Underground be a permanent fixture of Raw for the time being, or will we see this more sporadically in the coming weeks? Also, what's the point of it? Brandon, digress. I don't know what the point of it is. They didn't really give a reasoning. It was just like, oh, look, here's Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon has this new thing. It's for our underground. What's the rules? What's the reasoning? No one knows. No one really cares because, look, it's Shane, and we're doing some, like, blood sport shoot fighting type shit, even though there's no rules to it. And then the Hurt Business comes out, and they, like, do a hostile takeover. So does that mean Shane's not really a part of it? Is he just going to be, like, a sidekick? Is this always going to be... It wasn't even like an hour-long thing, which I thought was going to be the case. It was just kind of like some segments that they threw together sporadically throughout the show. So I guess we can just go into it in depth right now. Like, Dominic, uh, what was your thoughts? Wait. Should I ask the last question or no? Does it have to do with Raw Underground? No. I was just going to talk about Raw Underground oh, okay. so we, get out, so we can sure get it out of the way. Go and segue into the, okay, yeah, so we can talk about it. Go ahead. Dominic, your thoughts on Raw Underground? I honestly think it is freaking horrendous. I think they could have came up with a way, you know, okay, I take that back. It's still horrendous, but I would like to see this maybe used as a platform um, to maybe, it's like a pseudo underground tournament. You know, the best of these underground fighters can fight for the WWE Championship. That'd be pretty cool. But no, I'm not going to sit here and just fight club. I'm not going to sit here and bury it and be like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. It's week one. Gonna let it breathe, let it, you know, keep going week after week. If it's still trash and doesn't make any sense, then I'll bury it. But at this point, I'm willing to give it a chance. There is, you know, people say that Shane never really had any good creative ideas, and since Shane is the face of this, I wonder if this is just kind of a a rib on him to just be like, Okay, Shane, this was your idea. It's all you. So when it fails, it's all your fault. Whether, you know, behind the scenes wise and creatively and on screen and ratings wise because everyone's canning it. Well, everybody's gonna be talking. Everybody's been talking shit about it. I mean, I think it's so. It's a brawl for all, upgraded to kind of fit society today, and we all know brawl for all was horrible. So it's kind of like a Vince Russo thing, bro. It's never been done f- before, so let's do it. But it's been done. Raw well, Underground's never been done. They didn't. They, the ropes are gone. It's like it's basically WWE's version of Bloodsport, which. Is going to be super watered down, just like these plants the studio audience is going to go take care of. No, she's going to round up them. She's going to round up the... There you go. There we go. So, I think that's enough of Raw Underground. Okay. Now can I ask the other last question? Does that have to do with Raw Underground? It has to do with AEW. It's in the game. I don't know. It's in the match. It's in the ring. It's in the ring. Okay. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat because I don't want to mispronounce it. <laughs> no. What was that? 
You said, let me clear my throat, and I did the song. Oh. You don't know that song, do you? Yeah, I know the song. No, you don't. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Is that when they hit a home run at the A's game? Or one of the ones they do? Probably. Probably, yeah. I don't, just because I don't know the title doesn't I mean I don't know. Fuck you. I'm reading the I question. Wasn't, I w- I wasn't the title of the song. It's literally Let Me Clear My Throat and then the beat drops. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Shut up. Anyways. I mean, it is the name of the song, too, but they say Let Me Clear My Throat. And then, oh. I can't tell this is like a great podcast. This is a terrible podcast. It's probably like in the middle. Anyways. Any hoots. We all know MJF is amazing on the mic, and he has been the best heel character going today. But will he ever be known as having classic matches? I'm not the most well-versed on his in-ring catalog outside of AEW, but I can't really think of any of his matches that stand out. The one that will, the one that comes to mind is his match against Cody. So, Brandon, will MJF? And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the question as an AEW: Will MJF, if he is to retire with AEW? Do you think he'll have classics that you can go back and watch with your grandkids or even just your kids? I don't know. But you think he'll be a, a guy that you can have a classic match with? Or do you think he's just a guy that, you know, that just gets he- heat on him? So the Cody match, I do think that that was a little bit of a disappointment just because it was such a, a highly regarded, highly anticipated match. Now, I do think the match he had with Jungle Boy at double or nothing i thought that match was really good i mj i think mjf and cody are kind of in the same boat that they're kind of those wrestlers that i talk about that if they're quote-unquote like the better wrestler then the match isn't going to be that great but if they're in there with like a world-class athlete i think they can be carried to a damn good match now if mjf was in there with kenny omega what would the match i don't know what that match would look like i'm kind of intrigued just because they're two completely different styles but overall i do think mjf does need to step it up in ring wise his character everything his promos are phenomenal i think the in-ring stuff is what is lacking at this point and i think that's kind of what is limiting him right now to not being like the face the top guy in the company because his in-ring stuff isn't that great and AEW is a heavily heavily in-ring based company and when you can't go out there have a 20 minute match but he's not supposed to have a 20-minute 20 20 minute classic because he's a heel. So that's kind of the balance that you're trying to do because MJF is such the great traditional heel. You don't want him to get over because he's having such fantastic matches. But will he pull out of his ass if he has a fantastic match with Moxley? Thus far, Moxley hasn't really had one of those matches. So I am I am intrigued to see what they do there. Let me throw you a pseudo curveball here because it's not really a super one. It's not like a really good cutter. It's just like... It's a cement mixer. Yes, exactly. Um, Do you know what a cement mixer is? Yeah. Define it, please. It's a machine that you add... In terms of baseball. It is a... Okay, Dominic, what does a cement mixer do? It mixes cement. But how does it mix the cement? It spins it. it Actually, technically, it tumbles it. So you would say it slowly turns it. Yes. So a cement mixer curveball would be a slowly turning curveball that just hangs in the middle of the plate. I told you I knew it. Then why didn't you explain it that way? You know what? Travis isn't listening. I don't give a fuck. I don't know that shit. Anyways, um, pseudo curveball or cement mixer. Oh, what what the hostility? Anyways, if MJF 
isn't really stepping up his game, is it because of his lack of career? Like, because he's in his what early twenties, mid twenties. He is her. Do you think it's because he's kind of green? Do you think it's he is? Kind of, I mean, he's super young. Normally, your peak is your mid thirties, so he's ten years off of that. Because my thing is, you know, kind of just how Mister X mentioned it. You know, can't don't really have a big thing of his catalog. I think it's because he's not really been wrestling all that long. So to have him come in here being a mega heel, who's which like we all agree he's good at, but it's because he's not he hasn't been put in that situation before. He's never been the guy anywhere. So does that have to do with anything about it? And then the other part is if this was WWE, would he be world champion already, you think? Because of his promos and everything? Well, if he was in WWE, I don't think his promos would like stick out as much because he ha- he's going to be heavily scripted and he's going to have to do all that stuff. So I think because he's in AEW, he's able to succeed a lot more. But we'll have to stay tuned and find. I think MJF will be just fine. I think he will succeed. Will his, M- will his in-ring stuff get better? I think it will. I mean, he's so young that... <laughs> studio audience... She's still- dead. I was going to say studio audience is alive and okay. There was a mouse. Oh. Forgot to tell you, we got a little field mice in the back of the shed. That's why I'm cleaning it up over there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyways, we are going super duper long here. Surprise, the studio audience. Surprise, the studio audience has not yelled at us quite yet. So we were gonna well, go. She was gonna yell, and I said, "No, no, it's okay." And then I said, "But I'm really hungry." Dominic being very hungry. What a shocker. Hey, I'm not tired yet, so hurry up. We're gonna go through some quick news. Rey Mysterio apparently is expected to resign. With WWE, there has been a AEW offer thrown out there, but all signs point to him re-signing with WWE. Kind of said that, obviously with Dominic in the mix at a SummerSlam match, if Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, doesn't re-sign with the company, obviously I think that probably put Dominic in an awkward situation, so he's going to want to do the best thing for his boy. Do you blame him, though? Or would you, if you're in his situation? At this point of his career, he's making, like, He's made so much money. He's done all the great matches. He's had, you know, done everything. Like, what is there for him to do? If he, do, I mean, if he goes AEW, yeah, he can have some some good matches and do some things. But it's like, I think Rey Mysterio sees the forest through the trees and it's like, you know, I'll make my money. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna be doing that great of stuff, but I'll be on a light schedule. You have know, my son with me. Probably have my son with me. My son will be set for the next ten, fifteen years. So he he'll have a good career. I'll end up in the good graces. I should be considered a legend, even though I'm not really, but... He's a legend. In WWE's eyes. Yes, he's a legend. In WWE's eyes? Yes, he's a legend. Are they treating them like that? Uh, Not really, but he will be inducted to the Hall of Fame. He... he Really? Do I need to say... Are, are you telling me that every single person inducted in the WWE is a legend, like Rey Mysterio? I'm not saying... Rey I'm, Mysterio is arguably the most influential cruiserweight ever. Exactly. Which is a lot more than a lot of WWE Hall of Famers. Yeah, but you're saying that, you know what? This is a discussion we'll have for another day. This will be one of those like off-brand podcasts that we do because someone someone's going on vacation, and or we'll be talking about it on the stream because we'll bring Tyler into it, and then he'll be like, he'll be like, "Women Mysterio is totally a legend." What are you talking about? Fast as fuck, boy. Oh, you say that. That's what I say because I do my Naruto run, even though I. Do it, do it. Don't do think it. I've ever see, really seen Naruto. Do it, do it, just do it. Say it, say it. Fast as fuck, boy. Yay. 
Anyways, going on AEW news. Excalibur, who has been MIA on commentary, didn't talk about it last week, but I think you guys all kind of know what's going down. He is set to return, not next week or the week after, but August 26th, Excalibur is set to return. So, Dominic, we don't really have to go in-depth into it too much unless you got some hot takes on it. Your thoughts on Excalibur coming back in a few weeks. Another one. Yes. No, I mean, like, you can skip to another subject because, you know, we don't get Well, in some what-the-fuck news, Marty Jannetty. <laughs> he has come out on a Facebook post and talked about one time when he was 13 that uh, he tried to buy some weed from some dude, and the dude was trying to um, have some sexual relations with a child. And, well, with Marty, who was yeah. a child. Yeah. And he said, quote-unquote, uh, he made him disappear, and this was not the first time he made him disappear. So, yeah, Marty Jannetty is now under investigation for murdering somebody. This isn't a high, uh, what should we call it? Profile? High priority for the police at this point, because obviously they're going to look at some stuff more recently than 40 years ago. But Marty Jannetty admitting to possibly murdering multiple people. And it's kind of sad to see, because Marty is, I don't think he's very uh, all there. He's kind of come out and said some questionable things to begin with. So hopefully all is well. You know, obviously you can kind of make jokes about it, but the whole situation isn't something to laugh at because I think there is something going on with Marty. I mean, do you think do you think it's a actual legitimate issue in his head that he's just kind of maybe spouting out things or maybe he's doing things, or do you think it's like a fall from grace? He he was he was a tag team wrestler with Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels had sent at the top, and it's just him losing his shit because Shawn got all the attention and he's fucking living in poverty well you know do a lot of drugs probably has had a few too many concussions probably not a good mix of uh stuff to when you're in your 50s to you know you're probably not gonna be all there coherent isn't he married though just because you're married you can't be no no, no I'm incoherent not, i'm not saying that but he's married right so you're telling me once you get married to the studio audience you're not gonna be an idiot I'm probably going to be a bigger idiot, but the thing is, I'm not going to be going out and saying, like, oh, well, when I was 17... Well, I if you're making those claims, I don't think the studio audience is going to marry you now. Because if, she if she's already on, you know, doesn't like your bullshit now, just wait till you become a bigger idiot after you guys get married. We love each other. Can you please take the mic and say that you love me? Well, speaking of marriage... Do you, do you love me, Brandon? Speaking of marriage... <laughs> And some let, let's go on a lighter note. We have some Bella baby boys. Yes, Ugh. Nikki and Brie Bella gave birth to two healthy baby boys a day apart. So we're going to get some Bella, some boy Bella twins coming to you in the next 25 years. So watch out for WrestleMania 60. Bella twins 2.0. What are the names? I don't think they have. They have not come out with the names yet. Because, you know, they're going to be on the cover of some People magazine with some exclusive photo spread of all the babies and everything. Or it's going to be some clip on Total Divas. Probably a clip on Total Divas. Or Bellas. Or Bellas. Bellas, probably. No, Divas. Divas need the viewership. Um, good for them. I mean, you know, Nikki should have been with John the whole time, but whatever. I'm not going not gonna to talk about that anymore. She's moved on, clearly. She has a baby. All right, uh, so... We're just going to quickly move through all this. Uh, Thank God. We're going to, uh, well, we all say quickly and then we're going to be here in about a half hour. So I just won't give anything. You just, just read it Dakota off. Dakota Kai and Dakota Kai and Rhea Ripley. Great. Amazing. Uh, Mercedes Martinez. 
What are you guys laughing at? No, she said it's almost been two hours. It has not almost been two hours. We had an hour and eight minutes. Since you've been here, it's almost two hours. Mm, I got here at six o'clock. It's only seven thirty. Okay, he just said let's let's go through this quickly, and I said hurry up, and then he said no, we say that. We're gonna go to quickly. No, no, you guys are gonna go quickly, and I'm not. I don't know what we're doing for dinner. Dakota- God damn it, just k- k- talk. Dakota Kai beats Rhea Ripley after Mercedes Martinez interferes, so Dakota Kai is the number one contender, and Rhea Ripley continues to fall from grace and feud with the Robert Stone brand. And she looks like Charlotte Flair, so you know she's going to come back and win something. Which somehow. means Dominic, new favorite, Rhea Ripley. See. Bronson Reed continues on his little boost, and he beats Shane Thorne, so good for, good for old Thick Boy. Yeah, good for him. Fandango gets kidnapped. Not good for him. By who? By uh, Legado del Fantasma. Oh, a little cartelish, huh? Very cartelish. Then we get Damon Priest in the number one contender leadership North American qualifier thingy. Finally, we get a favorite. He wins. I guess good for him. Set up a little feud between him and Bronson Reed. I like it. I can dig it. Sucker. Keith Lee defeats Cameron Grimes, and then we get what's his face, Karen Cross on the Jumbotron, choking out Keith, uh, choking out Oni Lorkin, and he says, you know, blood in your hands and everything like that because apparently William Regal isn't a fan of people beating up each other to get shit, but yet we got uh, people getting kidnapped and stuff, and William Regal has nothing to say about that. It's because he's back in England, he's not in the States. Finally, Tegan Knox defeats Indy Hartwell. Dominic, big fan of Tegan Knox, strictly because of her in-ring prowess. Exactly. Future women's champion. All right. AEW Dynamite. We got the dark... And we're done. Good night. No, we can't do that. Dark Order defeats FTR and the Elite. I thought this was a good... I thought this was a fantastic match, not in terms of in-ring, but just because of all the different storyline and branches and everything going on. Now, how does this go forward? Like, what happens, in your opinion? I think FTR turn heel. I think Kenny turns heel. Dark Order continuing on a splurge. Maybe Dark Order is, are the ones to actually get the championships off of them. Maybe we get uh, Brody Lee and Colcabana winning the tag team titles. Kenny turns heel. Don't know if AEW is trying to hold off on the storyline until fans come back, because apparently they're holding off on some mega storylines until fans come back, but we don't exactly know when that will happen. And fans are never going to come back, so that means we're never going to get it. Exactly. We get the best friends defeating Santana and Ortiz. I thought it was a, a really good match. I thought Santana and Ortiz should have won. I see more in them than the best friends. Then they take out their frustration on Sue's van, destroy it, spray paint it. I'm going to call out their bullshit because they had a GoPro inside the van. Why the fuck was there a GoPro inside the van? Just like some Shane McMahon WWE bullshit. Chill, bro. Tranquilo. Maybe, maybe the mom's hip. You never know. She's got a, a fake taxi going on? Yeah, maybe. You're just going to know so my joke there? Yeah, because it's bad. So just keep reading your laptop, you, you bitch. MJF had a segment continuing on his campaign to be AEW champion. Some more good shit from MJF. Already kind of talked about him. MJF, right now? I'm going to say, see, he's not wrestling, so it's kind of hard to say he's on a hot streak, but. Promo-wise, hot streak. Sammy Guevara attacks Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy cuts a promo. Sammy Guevara chucks a chair at him. 
I guess Matt Hardy gets blood hard way, getting a gash in his head. Apparently there is some major heat yes. on Sammy for this situation. I think Matt's legitimately pissed. So I would be too if you checked a chair in my head and it fucking gushed me open. Matt's gonna no Rebby's gonna kick his ass. Watch Rebby's gonna come. I'm out definitely of more scared of Rebby than Matt. Than Matt. Yes. Yes. Cody Rhodes and Matt Cardona defeat the Dark Order. Match was all right. I thought the Dark Order kind of this was like the jobber version of the Dark Order. They got let me a little too much offense. On Cody and Cardona, Cardona ends up getting the win, so I guess a good step forward for him in his AEW eh. career. Eh. I mean, where does he ultimately end up as a babyface or as a heel who turns on Cody, just like Sean Spears did? You know what? Now that you said that, I could see him turning on Cody and joining Sean Spears and then forming a tag team. Then we get Chris Jericho taking on Orange Cassidy in a debate moderated by Eric Bischoff. Yes, Eric Bischoff on TNT for the first time in 20 years. I thought this was fantastic. Great work by all men involved. Fantastic. Highlight of the week, Orange Cassidy's take on climate change and rising sea levels was absolutely phenomenal. And then Orange Cassidy actually cutting a promo at the end of it saying that I'm going to you know, beat your ass and you'll be so embarrassed because the guy who doesn't try actually beats you. This is, you know, everything that's been building with Orange Cassidy, and it was fantastic. Am I the only one that's afraid that after this match, or whatever the payoff is with Cassidy, that he's just going to sputter out of control into the ground and not be hot anymore? So the thing is, I think, since this is the first time he did this, you do it, and then you just go back to the sloth for a few weeks, few months and then you do it again. You can't just make him a regular wrestler again. Like make him just a regular dude. You have to. He has to go back and be a sloth. You have to go back to being. So you can get that big pop nothing. again. Okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. It's very ebb and flow. Gotcha, gotcha. Then, Big Swole takes on Rebel or Reba, or Rebby. Okay. Good for Big Swole. Yep. Then in the main event we get John Moxley defeating Darby Allen. Good hard hitting match. I think yep. once again keep saying this. Darby Allen gets something out of losing, but I actually feel it. This time, is it be, is it because I, how and I, and I don't well think it's it like one done? too many. T- I mean, I think it was it was done well. I mean, it was kind of a shorter match, like ten minutes, and I really like the promo Moxley cut beforehand, saying that you know I don't want to do this to him because I like the kid. I know he's not going to give up, so I'm going to have to really hurt him, and I don't want to do that. And then so in the end, he really hurts him, and then he's kind of hugging him and trying to help him up and all that other bullshit. Foreshadowing a tag team in the future. Quite possibly. Okay, so finally, we get the Raw recap. We get already talked about Raw Underground. We don't need to talk about the game. That's just horrible crap. Let's just skip That's it. why I said we're, already, we're just going to talk it. about it early. Skip. Okay, Randy button. Orton and McIntyre have a promo back and forth. McIntyre shot, brother. What? You got shot? He, he, anyways, <laughs> McIntyre's promo on Randy Orton. Ric Flair's back. Good for him. He needs the money, right? I guess. Who's calling? Mark. Is that... Uh, Oh, well, okay, studio audience, just quieting that, that phone that, call. That, that's my older gentleman co-worker, old co-worker. Does he listen to the podcast? No, he does not. Oh, so you can talk about however you Come want. Come on, let's finish the f- podcast so I can call him back. Okay, so then uh, Dominic, who spells his name wrong, challenges Seth Rollins to a match at SummerSlam. We already kind of talked about this already. Dominic, your thoughts on uh, this actually happening? Unlike you, I'm excited. I think Dominic's been training really hard and... You know, this. I'm not going to say this is going to be a five-star classic, but, uh, you know, a good first match for Dominic. 
kind of keeps the storyline going. Rey Mysterio's going to come back with an eye patch probably. You know, it'll be great. You know, we'll see what happens. So not a big storyline on the show, but just kind of the beginning of a storyline that could be bigger later on down the line. There was some technical issues, and then we see a video of some black hooded fellows or people attacking a circuit breaker or something or another, starting a fire, and apparently their name is Retribution. So what the fuck is Retribution, and what is going on here? Are there... How many of them? There's four, you said? Four or five? Four or five, I don't know. Are there four or five wrestlers who have not signed anywhere that would be willing to come back and actually be... No way, Jose, leading Retribution. Here to hear first. There you go, baby. So Sasha Banks takes on Shayna Baszler. So you heard that? Right. Shayna Baszler and Sasha Banks have a match on 20 minutes notice, and then it goes to a no contest. Why? Because there was a kerfuffle on the outside, which almost literally happens at least once a week. But yet this was a no contest. Because why? They didn't want to give a finish to this match, but yet they still booked it anyways. Good job, Vince. Apollo Crews defeats MVP for the, I guess, for the new U.S. title. Apollo Crews was the champion to begin with, so he, he wins, and then he cuts an awkward babyface promo afterwards, and MVP cuts his promo, and then this leads to Raw Underground and them taking it over. So I guess good for Apollo that he's not buried and lost it when he came back. And hopefully he can continue to perform well and give off good matches and be the star that he should be. The biggest news that happened on Raw Demi, my girl from The Bachelor, showed up on Monday Night Raw and is smitten with Angel Garza. Don't think Charlie is going to be fond of that all too well. But my girl Demi showed up, was very shocked. What a hoe. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ho. Where, 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 she is very sex positive, Dominic, okay? Don't slut shame her. Where's the Godfather? I need him to say, get on the hoe train. I will not accept this Demi slander. You're telling me to hurry the fuck up, but I'm not going to let you just get away <laughs> with bullshit like that. She's an angel. Yeah, goddamn right she is. Angel Garzar's angel. Anyways, Montez Ford is poisoned. Good that, job. That happened. Is he okay? I mean, he's, I mean, was I think, it cyanide? I, th- was I, th- it like, I think he'll uh, be, he will recover, okay. but maybe there yeah. could be some lasting effects because I've never oh. been poisoned personally, but I just, just wait. I uh, That last sip of beer is going to be a little different. As he sips it, and as he tastes the last taste, what does it taste like? Poison. That girl is? Gauntlet. (laughs) Fifteen. Then finally, we get the KO show. The Riot Squad is back together. Can't. Woo. Woo, yeah, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, and then... What's her face? Sarah Logan's a mom, or gonna be a mom. Gonna be a mom. So shout out to her. And they cool. go off against, they face off the against the Iconics. Kevin Owens has a little uh, talk with Ric Flair backstage. So Kevin Owens will take on Randy Orton next week. Should be fun, but I assume Randy's gonna win. I assume it too, because... Does he punt him in the head and then Kevin Owens is written off TV for another four months? And then he comes back and... Gets another animal tattoo? Yep. Digging yep. it. Sucker. Sucker. Said it first. <laughs> <laughs> When we do a spinning Rooney right now? You won't. I won't. Exactly. So that'll do it for us for today. I was waiting for the finally. Oh. Finally! Oh, wait. That one? Not from you. Oh. Anyways, that'll do it for us for today. Oh, about time. It's about goddamn time. It's about goddamn time. I'm tired of this, Grandpa. 
Oh, too damn bad. Thank you for everyone who turns in. You know, Mr. X, Travis, Tyler. Earl. You're the coworker. Uh, if you guys oh, you, want, you said he, you said there's two coworkers, you only said one. So who's the other one? Oh, Rob. There we go. Shout out Rob. Shout out Big Daddy. Not gonna talk about what just happened off air, <laughs> off the screen. But if you guys want to have a jingle made, you have to send a question in. Where do you send that at? Curveball and cs at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and you can also follow us on Instagram. Curveballs and cs having. Post anything yet? Don't really know what we're gonna be posting. We're gonna start posting some shit. I'm uh, I'm gonna send you some photos. You're gonna post it, all right? Is it those dick pics that you've been promising? Maybe. Maybe it's those toe fetishes. I don't know. We're gonna send some shit. So for Dominic Cops in the studio audience, the big dog, the mascot, little dog did not make an appearance. Great. Fantastic. And there goes a bird. No planes on an outdoor podcast. Look hey, at that. Everybody, let's give a round of applause for the planes. No planes today. Love to see it. Don't love to hear it. So goodbye and good night. Wait, I thought she was going to do it. Dominic can go eat whatever. What's on uh, dinner today, Dominic? I think she made pasta and ground turkey, but I might go out. I don't know. What do you want to do for dinner? Not on the air. Goodbye and good night. Uh, bang.